Whatever city, state, whatever country you're in, the awesome thing about prayer is that we can join in prayer no matter where we are in the earth. It's so awesome to do that tonight. You know, what an honor it is to pray. You know, I feel like sometimes as believers we forget about the honor it is to come boldly into the throne room of Jesus, just to walk right into the King. You know, if we got invited to go be with a king or a queen in another country, I mean, people would pay millions of dollars to go spend a day with a king or a queen, and we get to walk right into his presence tonight, and we get to make bold proclamations. We get to ask things of him tonight because we are his kids. I want to start off tonight by reading a few passages of scripture, make a few points, and we'll get back into worship uh, before we have our, our corporate prayer time. So, In Matthew 16, verse 13, Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi. He questioned his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But Jesus asked them, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You see, Jesus took his disciples to this place called Caesarea Philippi, and he taught them something there. You know, he could have said, hey, let's come to the classroom. I want to teach you something. But he said, we're going to go on a journey. And as we go, I'm going to teach you something. I need, I need to have context for some things that I want to teach you. 
And it's the same that Jesus has been doing these past two, three weeks here with us. He's taken us on a journey. For those of us who's wanted to jump into this journey called prayer, he's taken us to a place, and we're almost three weeks deep. And I'm sure he's taught some of you a few things. He's taught me some things. He's asked us some questions. He's asked us to examine some parts of our life. And, and tonight, I just have a few things, a few questions, a few things that I feel like the Lord has been teaching us these last three weeks. Number one, just like he asked his disciples, I really feel these last couple weeks that the Lord has been asking us, who do we say that he is? Who do you say that Jesus is? And I'm not just saying, is Jesus the Son of God? Is Jesus the, the God of your salvation? I'm asking you to examine every area of your life and how you say that Jesus is in that area of your life. Who do you say Jesus is in the area of your finances? Who do you say that Jesus is in the area of relationships, of protection? You have to answer that for every area of your life. And he's been asking us that in this season of prayer, who do you say that I am? Is he the God of answered prayer? There's a question. Who do you say? Is Jesus the God of answered prayer? So you may ask Ben, how does this apply to prayer? And the reason that this applies to prayer is that how we view Jesus is how we pray. Does that make sense? How we view Jesus is how we're going to approach him and how we approach him is how we're going to see results in answered prayer. If we, if we come to Jesus like a, like a poor beggar begging him for things, that's not the context he asked us to approach him in. That's not how he asked us to view him in. He said, walk in, walk in boldly. The veil has been torn. Walk in boldly and make your requests known. Who do you say that Jesus is? Peter, in the verses that I just read, he got a name change because he saw Jesus correctly. Did you catch that? Jesus asked who he saw him as, and he said, you're the Christ. And, and Jesus said that that was not revealed by flesh or blood, but that was through revelation from the Father. And he said, I'm now going to call you Peter. And I believe in this season of prayer that there is a lot of name changes for you. Maybe not physically that you're going to change your name on your driver's license, but I really believe that the Lord is changing seasons for many of you in this room that he would even begin to, to speak to you about the new seasons you're walking into. He would begin to, to speak to you even about a name change. When he took Abram to Abraham, he took Simon Peter from, from that name to Peter. He had a name change for people. And I see that happening here for us as well. Another thing that the Lord's been teaching us these last couple weeks is that prayer should be a custom. The Bible says it was Jesus' custom to pray, to, to get away and to pray. So if Jesus, the God-man, the God in flesh, if he made it a custom to pray to his Father as a, as a custom, how much more should we? The Bible says also that the early church, that gave themselves to four different things. They gave themselves to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, to doctrine, and to prayer. And so if the, the group of people that God gave the honor of starting this thing that he called the church, if they gave themselves to prayer, which is a, if you study that out, it's a big word of denoting a lot of their time to focused prayer. Sometimes we put prayer on the back shelf or it's the, it's the program that we don't want to talk about or we don't think that it would be 
popular enough for people to actually enjoy or to be a part of. But it was the very ingredient that started this massive, powerful organization worldwide that Jesus started called the church. It was the giving of their selves to prayer, the giving of themselves to prayer. We need to make sure that prayer is a custom in our life, that it has a very large place in all that we do. Another thing we've been learning is what it says in Revelations 12.1, we overcome by the blood of Jesus and through testimonies. And testimonies is uh, just kind of a churchy word for stories. You need to be around people. You need to, you need to consume content throughout the week of answered prayer, of miracles that take place. You need to watch videos and listen to podcasts of people talk about the answered prayers that they, they, they see and they encounter in their life. Testimonies are such a powerful thing that the Lord wants to use in our Christian development. He wants to use testimonies, and we've heard so many cool things these last three weeks of the power of prayer. We need to be around testimonies. Another thing we've been learning and seeing that the Lord has been teaching us in prayer is that vision is created in prayer. You know, the Lord, He brought us to this time of prayer, but He wants us to have a vision to go beyond. He doesn't want us to, to stop tomorrow and say, great, we did three weeks of prayer, but He is, I'm sure that a lot of you already have something birthing inside of you, this vision of what prayer could be in your life if you just continued. He's given us a vision for prayer. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And, and he's not talking about a physical death, that if you don't have vision, you're going to, to keel over. No, he's talking about death spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Any area of our, of, of our lives that do not have a vision attached to it we will die in those three areas, and including prayer. I challenge you in, these, in this time of prayer tonight and even tomorrow as we close up 21 days of prayer to make sure that you don't leave this time without writing down a vision that you have for prayer in every area of your life. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's uh, your purpose. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's uh, a fa what family member. Whatever it is, write down a vision that you see, and I want you to put it before the Lord, because the Bible says, "With there is no vision, the people perish, and it is the same in prayer, that if we do not have a vision for what we're praying for, or what God would use us to in prayer, we will give up in prayer. You know, we've, back to the, the subject of, of testimonies as we just about to enter in to worship again. You know, there are so many areas of my life that would have never been began or developed if it wasn't for someone just sharing a story or a testimony. I would, uh, for a little bit, I spent some time with pastor in between um, college and in between some of my other jobs. And we would, we would watch miracle videos every morning. We would listen to, to miracle tapes. We would listen to teaching. And it was in those times where I began to believe that anything was possible, where I began to catch the vision of what God could do in the area of healing. And God wants to birth vision in the area of prayer tonight. Let's worship.
Jesus in the street. 
start corporate prayer tonight. Feel free to walk around. Feel free to stay where you're at, um, but please join in as, as we pray tonight. Father, we just lift you up tonight, Father, and I just, uh, those words in that song, Father, just speaking specifically of anxiety and depression, Father, we just come against those things, Father, as we begin to pray tonight, they have no place in your body, Father. They have no, no place in this room tonight, God. So I pray that anyone that brought in anxiety, Father, or fear or depression, Father, we break it in the name of Jesus, Father. We bind it, Father, and we thank you that they will not leave with that, Father. We're reminded that, God, in Proverbs, you said that fear in the heart of man it causes depression, Father. So I pray that we look for areas of our life, God, where we have fear, Father, and we root it out, Father, and we make sure that it has no place, God, because it can take us into deeper places that we don't want to go, Father. And I just come against fear tonight, Father. We just give you thanksgiving and praise. We, we come like we started off tonight, God, with thankful, grateful hearts of being here, Father. We're just grateful that we get to call you Father, Father, and that you're a good Father. We're reminded, Jesus, that you said that if we would ask for bread, you would not give us a stone, Father. If we ask anything according to your will, Father, you give it to us, God. We come boldly tonight, Father. We thank you for vision, Father. We talked some about vision tonight, Father. We ask, God, for increased vision in our lives, God. We ask for increased vision, God, in the purposes that you've created us for, Father. You've, you've given us each a specific purpose in life, Father. And, and if, if we are alive today, Father, that means that we came with a purpose, for a purpose, Father. And there is something that you have for us, Father, that if we don't fully see it now, God, even tonight and even tomorrow and even as we continue to pray, God, you're giving us greater vision, God, in the area of personal purpose, Father. We ask for greater vision, God, for the body of Christ, God, the, the whole global church, Father, that we would have a greater vision, Father, of who we are in you, God, that we would remember that the same spirit that raised you from the dead lives inside of us, Father. And so that should mean something, God. That should give us different spiritual eyes. That should open up different possibilities for us, God, versus what the world has, Father. Give us vision. Remind us, God, of who we are, God. We thank you for greater vision for our families, God, that we would not just become stagnant and, and stuck in routines, Father, but let us contend for things, Father. In 2 Timothy you said that we would make a good warfare with the prophecies that we've received, God. Let us look back through our prayer journals, Father, of prophecies that you've given our families, God, even years ago, and we've forgotten about them. Let us pull those out, God, and make, make that vision plain again to our family and war with those of the things that you said over our families, God. Give us greater vision for our families, Lord. 
Father, we thank you for businesses, God. We thank you for places of employment, Father. We thank you for greater vision, God. I ask for the businessmen in our church, Father, that you would give them visions, God, of, of how they can use their, their business, Father, to touch the world, to touch the nations, God, to touch their employees, Father. And I ask for everyone that, that goes to work, Father, that has some type of vocation, God. I just ask for greater vision for them, God, and that you would show them their place in their workplace, Father, to be a light for you, God. Give us vision, Lord, in the workplace, Father. We thank you, God, that you said that you would give us the desires of our heart, God. I pray that we would lay those things before you, God, because now that we are saved, God, we've given our hearts to you. You you somehow mesh, God, our desires and our purposes into the plans, God, that you have for this world, God. So let us put our dreams and desires in front of you, Father. Father, and let us let us have great vision, God, for what those could be used for your kingdom, Father. We thank you for increased vision, God, for our country, Lord. We ask for our leaders, God, that you would give them a holy vision. Father, Father, visions of the future, God, of, of goodness. Father, of, of things that, that would be good for the country, God, not just for a certain group of people, God, but for the country as a whole, God. We thank you, Lord, for increased vision for our country, Lord. We thank you for increased vision for our state, Father. We just ask that our legislature, God, our governor, Father, our state leaders would have increased vision, Lord. I thank you, God, that even Ohio would beyond, be beyond other states, God, in the economy in different areas because you are giving them divine visions, God, of what the future could be, Father. And we thank you for our region and our cities, God, that you would give our leaders vision, God, that you would, you would speak to them, Father, that you would even use them that, that aren't even believers, that don't even know you, God, but that you would supernaturally give them vision that would trickle down and bless, God, our regions in our cities, Father. We thank you, Father, for the new wine that you want to pour out on us, Father. We, we see that vision, Father. We desire that that touch from you, God, but you say that we can't hold the new wine that's coming, God, in old wineskins, Father. So I, I just ask for increased vision, Father, on, on how to pr prepare, God, these new wineskins, Lord, to receive the new wine, the new spirit, God, the new presence, God, that you want to pour out, God, on all of us, Father. We thank you for that, Father, and I ask that you would increase our vision for miracles, signs, and wonders, Father, in our life, God, that like we pray, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of us, Father. So I just pray that, that your vision, Father, for healing would bubble up inside of us every single day, God, that we couldn't walk past a sick person, God, without asking to pray for them, God, that we, we would be uncomfortable, Father, without praying for people, that it would be more uncomfortable for us to not pray for someone than, than, to, than to pray for someone, Lord. We just thank you for that vision, Father, and we thank you for, for transformation, for giving us vision, God, of of transformation, Lord. Only you can bring true transformation. Only you, God, change seasons, Father. And we thank you, God, for giving us visions, God, of transformation, God. There are areas of our life maybe that, that seem untransformable, Father, but I ask that you would give us vision and you would give us words, Father, to speak over those areas of our life, God, to see transformation, God. 
in those areas, Lord. We thank you for, for hope, God. We thank you that Jeremiah 29, 11 says, you know the plans that you have for us, plans to prosper us, Lord, not to harm us, plans to give us a hope, God, in a future. And I just thank you, God, for everyone here tonight, God, that we come out of this time, these 21 days of prayer full of hope, Father, and that leads us, God, to a lifestyle of prayer. You say in, uh, in Romans, God, 5, 3 through 5, that perseverance creates an experience, God, and experience creates hope, Father. So let us persevere, Father, in the area of prayer, God, so that we can get encounters with you, which give us, gives us more hope, God, which makes us want to persevere again in prayer. We thank you for the hope that prayer brings. Father, we thank you for expectancy, Father. We've prayed already for season changes, Father, but I just, I feel that tonight for many in the room, God, they're just desiring a change of seasons, Father, and I just ask that you would even grant it tonight, God, as they as they leave this place, Father, that they would get a phone call, God, they would get an email, they would get some type of a testimony, Father, that there is that transition, God, that season coming coming father we thank you for those season changes father we thank you that you would birth the same expectancy in our hearts that the disciples had in the upper room father you gave them one word father and they stayed there until the holy spirit came on them in power and in fire father so i pray god that you would birth that same expectancy in our hearts tonight father we thank you god for those in the room father that have prayed certain prayers for years, Father, and still have not seen the answer to that, God. There is no expiration date, Father, on the things that you say, the, the prayers that you've asked us to pray, Father. So I pray that we would stand when we've done everything to do. Father, let us stand with the prayers that we have been praying, God, for years, Father. We thank you for increased faith, that you would increase our faith here, Father. We thank you for joy unspeakable, Father. We thank you for peace that passes understanding tonight, Father. We thank you, God, as we continue with prayer, even after 21 days, God, that you would give us increased vision, Father, in every area of our life, Father. We give you praise tonight. We thank you for all that you've done, you're doing, you will do, Father, and we love you tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for praying with us tonight. We'll be here tomorrow morning for the final day of 21 Days of Prayer. Have a good night.